What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with Gerard. He is a painting contractor who is, he's killing it. I mean, he's a year in, already got four employees, really good numbers early on, and of course, wanting to hit that next level. Everybody's approach to this is different. We dove a little bit into marketing. We dove a little bit into production, but an all-around great business breakthrough. Anyone wanting to hit that next stride, a lot of good reminders. And uh, what I believe to be an awesome business breakthrough lies ahead, starting right now. Give it to you, man. What, uh, so tell me, you know, tell me what's going on, man. Tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, the what's up, what's going on in the business. Awesome. First of all, thanks for having me on, Tanner. Appreciate it. I know uh, you're a busy guy, so I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. My pleasure. So, uh, yeah, um, started my business. It would be just about a year ago now. Um, a little bit of background. I did a student painting. So I was a franchise manager for that for two years. Nice. Uh, got out of that for several years, and then yeah, it was last January I started up my own painting business. Cool. Yeah. Congrats. So yeah, it's been a year. Um, yeah. What is your role in the company? I assume from the background, it's mostly sales and management. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, think yeah, majority. So I uh, yeah handle all the sales, doing all the quotes, um, management, uh, bookkeeping, payroll, all that sort of sort of things, uh, and then. I uh, oversee the production uh, right now. Um, so up in Canada, we we only can paint outside. Really, it's a good salt five months of the year. So okay. right around the start of May, we get going outside. And May to October, we had four guys on full time doing primarily exterior work. Okay. Um, and then right now, uh, it's definitely slowing down quite a bit. Like yeah. primarily do just all interior work. So. We're not. Uh, you're we're not... used to this though, being in the in the student painting franchise, right? You've seen this. You've seen the seasonal change. Yeah. Well, I like when I was doing the student painting franchise. I was in school uh, throughout the fall and the winter, so I wasn't really doing too much uh, production over over that time. Um, it'd be yeah, quotes here and there, doing the odd interior different, project. Different level of pressure at this. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, God, especially God. when you when you got a couple of guys relying on you. Uh, are we still yeah. doing the sub model, or are these guys employees? Uh, employees. Okay, good, good for you. Yeah. Um, so you went from a sub model to an employee. No, the well, the student painting that wasn't sub either. That was um, all employee. Oh, that's refreshing. That's different. Yeah. You yeah. Know, usually in those student uh, painting programs, it's usually sub model, um, or at least that's from what I've heard. So that's that's good. Okay, so. Tell me, man, where where do we go from here? What is that? What is that thing that you're wanting to, to hit on today? Yeah, so kind of the reason I, I want to hop on the call is I I feel like I kind of cut my teeth this year, kind of learn learn the ins and outs of production a little bit. Gotcha. Um, got my got my feet wet. Um, made some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely made a couple mistakes. Yeah. Um, but right now I'm I'm ready to kind of grow this thing, take it to the next level. Yeah. Um. And just kind of wanted to, to talk to someone like yourself who's been through it, and I can kind of bounce ideas off of and and get off to the, to the right direction moving forward. Well, tell me your ideas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, right now, um, uh, this last year we did about 250000 in, in production right. with, with four guys. Um, right on par. What would you say? That was May, June, July, August, September, October. Is that six months of labor? Okay. Yeah, but we were still doing some interior over um, like February, March, and, and the winter gotcha. months. Um, but yeah, during the during the outside season, like we were doing about 
on average, I think it was about 30, 30,000 a, a month in production. Yeah. Um, and I would say like the biggest hurdle for me right now is, is probably getting a bit more work over the winter months. Like right now we, we have projects on the go, but it's just, you, we still have breaks in between jobs and it's not, it's not enough to keep guys on full time. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I, I, I mean, I can improve. I, the more I listen to your podcasts and Facebook groups and all that, I, I guess I, I don't realize where I can improve. And then I listen to you and it's like, Oh crap, I could, I could be doing this so much better. Sure. Um, sure. production is one point is one part I definitely want to try to improve on. Like, I know I've heard you mention like first year in the business, you've, you've had jobs where you found they're just subpar and they definitely could be a little better. So, yeah. um, not, nothing crazy production with, on that end but it's just like little things like people aren't caulking around windows just yeah. paint spits that don't get cleaned up little things like that that are pretty typical for job sites so i'd like to smooth that out a little bit get that approved upon what's um, the pipeline looking like right now in your in on your job schedule what's that look like uh right now we got about twenty thousand uh worth of work ready to go that we're that we got for the coming months um, and that's just that's two um, new construction jobs and a couple of residential repaints. What have you been doing daily to get your name out there to keep the pipeline moving? Majority of our work is all through Google. Um, like I just run GMB um, for the area I service, where we got the most reviews on Google, yeah, and we're we're one of the most. On, on, I mean, we we tend to come up first on the, on Google, so that's been Good. the majority of our business. Other than that, word of mouth. Are you paying someone to help you with Google? No, I just do that all myself. Are you Googling, is your assessment of you coming up first, you Googling your company? For the most part, yeah. I would just be careful with that, knowing that the way Google works is based off a of location. So if you're Googling yourself, you're always going to come up probably first. Yeah. Make sure that you get a couple other friends to like Google, you know, painter in town and see. Yeah, heard I've heard that like the well, kind of the algorithm will kind of with sure. sure. Google. Like I, I, yeah, I tried a couple like different keywords like areas and painters near me is seems to be the, the most. So is it Annapolis, Canada? Uh, the area like I'd probably like Wolfville, Nova Scotia, would, Nova, would probably Nova be like Scotia? our. Sorry. What's the first part of that? Wolfville. How do I spell that? W o l f v i l l e. B I L L E Wolfville. Yeah. Okay, and then Nova Scotia. Yeah. Okay, let's see. All right, so very good, man. Right up there in the top let's three. See there, yeah. Right. So that's been really good, and I can tell, man. I mean, you'd be the, you'd be my first call in this area. So very good. Congrats. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of people that work up north, right? So the good news is, is that you're not a trailblazer here. Like you don't have to yeah. figure this out and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, that's the good news. Am I the right person to talk to about how to make a company survive in the winter? No, I'm not. I live in Florida. It's year yeah. round. It's it's you know I never had to deal with this. I've talked to those that have. I have a general idea of what the general consensus is of survival. And I'll tell you this: it's dig your well before you're thirsty. It's prepare ahead of time. It's Double down on marketing all year and start staggering work for the winter months. Be creative in your incentive program for customers that book time slots in those months, mm -hmm. right? So these customers are trained 
for this. This isn't if you said that to a customer in Florida that you wanted to postpone their job for the winter months, yeah. they would say, Have a good day. You're crazy. I'm not yeah. waiting. Right? But customers up north understand that it's mutually beneficial because they're gonna get obviously the perceived discount and you're gonna get a job for these months. So it's almost like you've gotta be operating on two planes throughout this whole year. The first part is keeping this active schedule. The second part is keeping the secondary schedule, which is only going to make these months smooth for you and allow you to be able to grow um, without this hurdle. Because right now you're not in a growth mindset, you're in a survival mindset, mm, you know yeah. that. I'm not yeah. telling you anything you don't know. But next year the goal should be, hey, I wanna see what a growth mindset looks like in these times, because here's why. Very big benefit right here. You have a lot of great help out there that work for companies that didn't do this. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Those people are sitting on the sidelines wanting an opportunity. If you're the guy that found a way to keep a full 50000 60000 70000 a month schedule during these months, you might be able to pick up some quality talent that otherwise wouldn't have been available all year. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so again, like someone's going to win. Someone's going to have the work. There's customers. You, you don't need much work to sustain. Really, you do one to two jobs a week right now. Okay, yeah. so you're talking about over the course of a month, you need eight jobs, eight to ten jobs. And then, of course, over the course of this five-month stretch, 50 jobs. You know, so based off of that, obviously, I think this, these are things that you know. But I'd like to know, you know, going forward, if today, tomorrow was the start of the new year, how would you approach this proactive marketing methodology that I'm referring to to protect you for these months next year. What is your thoughts on that? Uh, I've heard you bring up paid advertising um, before. Okay. Have you done any paid advertising? Is that when I did the student painting, did Google ads. I, I still do like this past year, like getting into the winter months, I was doing a fair amount of Facebook ads. Okay. I really had much success with it, to be honest. Um, Who but, did them? You? Yeah, I did them. Yeah. Okay, so make sure that you're careful in your judgment about that marketing channel because there's only a few marketing channels and you don't want to write one off mm -hmm. because you had a poor experience as a non-expert. Yeah, yeah, that makes Just sense. Be careful because yeah. then at that point, if an opportunity comes up for you to invest in someone that's an expert, you're going to be skeptical because you had poor results. Yeah. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Just be mindful of that because sometimes we get to the point where if we've done something – didn't work out you know it's like no there's yeah. a these people are learning a new strategy every day that's all mm -hmm. they study they see yeah. the updates to facebook's you know algorithm before you even know where to even find that update you know what i'm saying so yeah. you know in any case you want to hire experts to do these specific marketing tasks yeah um you know i would think that as a business you should be assigning yourself a marketing budget have you had an agreement with yourself on what you're comfortable with spending on a monthly basis I uh, haven't had that combo yet, no. Pretty much the reason why you haven't had the combo is because you really haven't canvassed many marketing companies to see what, you know, what's fair, what's not. Mm -hmm. You know, at your stage, typically a good cost to marketing for the first year in business, if you have a 10% cost of marketing, that's pretty good. That yeah, means on, that... On your gross revenue? On your gross revenue. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you want to get that as low as possible, obviously. But you're a startup right now, you know. Yeah. You know that you've heard me talk about drip jobs. I mean, you were spending so much on marketing, you know, but it's just increasing awareness. I mean, obviously in year 10, 
You want that to drop because you want organic marketing to pick up. You got to understand, dude, you're getting free leads from Google. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, like you're. And that's kind of why. Sorry to cut you off there, Tanner. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why I was, I was having a hard time, or I guess I was a little skeptical of paying for ads. Like, I mean, you see, up my listing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, like you know, you see, like you Google the first page, and then like you, you see it there at the top, and then below that, you're seeing like the paid ad site. So I was a little worried, like. Would I be getting these ads any or these leads anyways? Whereas don't, don't buy for people. Yeah. Do not make that. Don't do not buy for people. Some people have had a good experience clicking ads at the top of the first page, and it delivered them a quality result in whatever capacity. It doesn't have to be home service. Mm -hmm. Some people don't even look at the ads, and they go right down to the map. Yeah. Right. So again, you know what that's really doing. If they see you at the top on the ad, and they see you in the middle on the map, and they see you at the bottom of of the organic, like you know the the website, you know listings, right? Yeah. I mean that that creates a little bit of awareness. Like, hey, that must be the good, the best company to choose. Mm -hmm. You know, so part of like doing this is that you have somebody in your corner that you can hold accountable for the results of marketing instead of it just being your responsibility. Because yeah. right now, when you wake up in the morning, your biggest responsibility is to find leads. Yeah. That's your, literally, it's like, if you woke up in the forest 2,000 years ago, your number one responsibility would be what? To go hunt for food, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine if some guy came into your village and was like, hey, Gerard, I'm a hunter. I'm going to bring you some food. I just need you to split it with me. Okay, well, guess what? Your number one focus is no longer finding food. Now you can do something else more productive and hold that guy accountable if he does bring you food. That guy being paid ads, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a mutual relationship. You need other people to be successful on a large scale. You've gotten to this point, honestly, through skill. Good job rallied up four painters, you're producing work, okay, great, now you need help. Yeah. You know, I mean, you need to get comfortable with saying, I'm willing to spend $5,000 a month to generate more business for my business because I can turn that 5000 at a 10% cost of marketing to what? A lot. Yeah. Right? 50 grand. Oh, okay? absolutely, yeah. So that would mean how much per year we're looking at fifty to sixty thousand, and if it's still a ten percent cost of marketing, you're looking at five to six hundred thousand in revenue. Mm -hmm. You know, again, ten percent cost of marketing is average. I think it's high. I think a, if you're a good salesperson, you'll 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 turn that into four to six percent. Yeah. Okay. Any thoughts on that? Kind of, well, with the paid ads, I was actually talking to a company that does it like hose i don't know if you heard of that one hose pro something like that um and they're charging like a flat rate per month um and i wasn't too interested in that I, i've definitely you know anyone that's used them personally no don't use them okay don't use them go to dripjobs.com there's a partners page there and i've put a couple marketing companies that i trust yeah do you think it's that different compared to like being in florida to i'm sure it's no. Varies a little bit, no? Nope. There's people in the United Kingdom that do SEO for uh, United States companies. Okay. Dude. Google is Google. 
Yeah. You know, Google is Google. It's it's a masterful game. You want somebody that has worked with contractors. Yeah. Those some SEO companies you run into do nail salons and then they do painting contractors. How yeah. how, are you, how are they going to be effective at both? Mm. There's there's marketers that are invested in the community of painting contractors that put their name out there. You've seen them in maybe the groups or you know, they put their name on the line, dude. And that's mm. what you want is you want group accountability. If somebody's bold enough to enter into an industry and claim that they can give results, you know, you'll know very quick if they're not legitimate. And I think that, you know, the transparency is that you want the guys that invest into the coaching calls that you're going to get alongside of the marketing. You want those people to be on camera once a week giving you tips and advice on how to nurture your leads mm -hmm. and how to convert these leads to sales. Like that's a good marketing company. Again, you're a consumer who hasn't really had much time to filter out these marketing companies. So when you get a company in your face, it's like, hey, this is a flat fee. We'll do X, Y, and Z. You know, that's great. You're going to pay them, and you're never going to speak to anyone with any authority in that company. Mm -hmm. You know, most marketing companies have an account manager that is almost like your point of contact. You can almost ask them for anything, and they'll be able to be there to help you, maybe tweak your ads, make sure that they're building the right message to your audience. I mean... I think the experience of hiring a marketing company alone is worth the money because then you're really going to see if it's a long-term investment or if it's something that you just want no part of and you want to go a different route. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about, you're, you're, you can speculate. Yeah. You're never going to know until you actually pull the trigger. So you're talking about almost like a consultant that would handle like your Facebook, your, like doing, if you were going to do Google ads and outside of that as well. They have one job. Yeah. Get one leads. job. That's to bring in, bring, bring in business. You're yeah. going to notice very fast if yeah. they don't do their job. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the reality of the situation. You want to yeah. see references. You want to know You want if you have an SEO company that you're speaking to, hey, send me three or four of your, your, uh, your clients. Let me look them up on Google. And if they're not ranking to where you can see them. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I mean, the, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people get into bad marketing deals. And they're stuck because they get tied up in these contracts, and it's just a waste of money. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I kind of like to be an advocate for that. But I just want to let you know, like again, we, we're, we're, you get this. You know that obviously the way for exposure is to uh, is to spend money to make money on these platforms. You've done a great job until this point. You're going to continue to keep building up the reviews. My business is like 70% right off the Google search engine. Um, that's just from the reviews. You know. Over, over years of time. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the production, though. So are we good on that? Do you want to hit it? Yeah, no, no, that was great. Okay, so are you committed to pursuing and interviewing? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I kind of already started this week talking to a couple paid ad services, but I definitely want to... If do you, not if you, rush that decision. Sorry, what was that? Don't, do not rush that yeah. decision. Yeah, you're so you're... That yeah, so you're thinking I, I sh should talk to almost like a marketing company that would work would they be working with the paid ads as long as alongside with like Facebook and kind of doing all the marketing? Well, there's different, there's different packages, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. again, I found that no one can be a master of all trades in marketing. No one's going to be masterful at Facebook and masterful at Google. Don't fall for that. That's yeah. not, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, they may have teams that do that and you might want to vet that process to, to see for yourself. But you know, you want someone that's a specialist. It's like, again, you go to the doctor, you know, go to primary care, you go to a dentist. Like, you go to the dentist for your teeth. Go to someone that focuses on Google so you can increase your SEO, which is your search engine optimization, or you can 
tack on paid ads and really you just want someone surgical in that realm to be able to make sure that when someone searches for this to the right keywords you're being found yes yeah. that's, that's the responsibility so you know you're gonna get packages there's usually a marketing company that'll focus on Facebook and you know they'll handle your social media management they're gonna handle building a website for you if you want they're gonna handle um, you know automating uh, Facebook messenger responses to potential leads and of course running Facebook ads and managing your spend right mm -hmm. that is also the responsibility they're managing your money and you're paying them usually it's a one-to-one -one ratio it's like if you have a thousand dollars of ad spend you're gonna pay a thousand dollars worth of management fees you mm -hmm. know and then on the Google side they're gonna give you packages do you just want SEO do you want SEO plus Google Ads do you want SEO plus Google Ads plus website like so you're gonna get all sorts of different packages thrown at you so you know you have to decide what's best for you I'd definitely be open uh, interested if you got any recommendations for that any companies dripjobs.com and there's a partners page on okay. there. there's your references okay. like um, production tell me what's going on with production yeah um, you briefed me a little bit but you know just what is your thoughts on how that's been? how did you recruit your team you've had you have four four members how'd you how'd you get those guys together uh, had one guy uh, in the spring that I hired on from indeed and then he actually had two friends who were looking for work as well, both with painting experience, and ended up hiring three of those guys and kind of built off that and kind of had one guy in and out. And Who's of, in charge? Uh, I, one guy who has the most experience. He's not official, but he I, I would consider him like a team lead. He does all the spraying. Um, he's the he's guy I'm calling... Like, Does everyone work together usually, or do you have two teams? Uh, it varies. Team like a exteriors teams of four usually the full crew, and then uh, some interior projects depending on size uh, teams of two. You said something that stuck stuck out to me. You said yeah. not official. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why isn't it official? I just yeah never never really made it official. Never gave him a title, I guess. When you bring it up to the surface, it's even hard to talk about. Why? Give the guy the title, man, because how you scale a business is micro-ownership. Mm -hmm. Okay? I mean, that's how you do it. Someone has to be a representative that aligns with your values and holds your standards, okay, mm -hmm. while you're not present. Yeah. That is the only way it gets done yeah. to, a, to, a, to a high degree, to the yeah. point where you're still maintaining a positive reputation. You're still doing quality work. There's no accountability without a title, mm -hmm. and there's no ownership without a title. Yeah, I guess. I guess the reason I, I think I might have held off on is maybe I just just second guess myself if this guy's right for the role. He's he's definitely the most skilled painter I, I've worked with. Don't it's just, make that mistake of it being the skilled painter is the leader. Yeah, that is not, and and yeah. I and I can understand that. You know, yeah. maybe it wasn't a no-brainer decision for you, and you're teeter-tottering it. Mm -hmm. Do you have anyone? that you feel as though could lead a team. And let me give you my definition of leadership so you can give me a yeah. – do you want that definition? Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's someone that admits when they're wrong and doesn't leave unless it's perfect or mm -hmm. as close to perfect as possible. So you have a coachable spirit and you have somebody with a, high, with a good character. Mm -hmm. You have anyone that fits that description. Uh, uh, well, the guy I'm thinking about, my ace um... – 
definitely on most days and then some days you know you get him where he's, where he's just off that doesn't that doesn't he's, he doesn't meet the second criteria mm-hmm. yeah his character's unwavering it's that yeah. that's who he is you know yeah. if you're one way you know one way one day and you know one way the other day there's a character flaw yeah that means that your standards are low so again anyone in the team besides you do they have that skill that that the, do they have those traits not not an outstanding yes to anyone I, I wouldn't okay. say. Yeah. So that is your fault for bringing in people without yeah. those traits. That has to do with your hiring. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now you're in a position where you don't even trust your team because mm-hmm. they don't represent your standard. You have a high standard. I know you do. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now you have a team that you don't even really like. I hate to say it like that, but that's true. If you can't confidently give someone a role and you're in the back of your head knowing that you have to be at every job to check it, is that true? Yeah, I, I do check-ins, yeah. Why? Because you don't want to ruin your reputation, right? Because yeah. no one has your best interest in mind on the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know why that is on a deeper level. I'm just saying that if you can't, if you can't confidently put someone in the role as a manager, then that's where you need to start. Not saying that these individuals need to be let go. Maybe they're good people. They do good work, but you have no accountability. Yeah, no, you're there's right. No one there. There's no right hand. There's no somebody that is is going to bat for Annapolis Pro Painting. You won't get far. Mm-hmm. You won't. It's going to continue to happen. You're going to think that you're growing, and meanwhile, your production system's in in a in a, in a flawed state. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? No, I. You're hundred percent right. So I would think the first step is for you to hire a manager doesn't need to be somebody that is proficient in painting. Please don't make that mistake. Yeah. You know, it needs to be someone that has maybe average painting skills, but the character's there, the integrity's there. You know, maybe you find, maybe you get lucky, maybe you find someone with great painting skills and great character and all the above. But I just think that that's a major issue that you need to address now before you grow because you can't, you know, can't really get another crew if one crew doesn't have someone that you just trust to take care of business. Mm-hmm. you know yeah i guess like like the guy i'm thinking of like my ace like he, he i definitely trust him to do a good job like i like just the other day i had him on an interior and he did start to finish i i stopped in once and he he did it perfectly fine no deficiencies or anything i, I really noticed um it's just more so when it comes to managing other people and training that's where i find he, he falls short sometimes sure. just doesn't have he's not as personal when it comes to I guess when you when you see someone make a mistake, he he'll get worked up and and stuff like that. I'm and a just, manager. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we think that giving someone a role is the right thing to do for them, but they don't even want it. They're they would rather stay in their comfort zone, mm-hmm. do what they're good at, and have someone else deal with managing people. And you have to be good at that. Some people, I mean, not everyone on my team is a manager. Yeah. And that's just who they are. They don't want to do that. They don't want to. But the three people I do have that run each crew, you know, they're there for support. I check in with them. They want to see people grow. They want the customer to feel just happy, you know. Like that's that's intrinsically what they strive for because that's who they are. And yeah. it's like if you don't go into building a team like that when you're doing your hiring, you find yourself on the opposite side of, Dang, I didn't even get anyone that that represents that standard. So I think that again, like 
It doesn't mean that that person's a bad person. They're just not fit for the role of autonomously leading in a way that you know a job needs to be led by someone that communicates effectively with the customer, communicates effectively with you. Do you find yourself calling this person often and them not answering the phone? No, no it isn't too bad, to be honest. Yeah. And do you feel like you're getting good feedback on the job, or is it one of those things where you're not getting as much information as you would prefer when you call? No, it it's pretty, like our calls are pretty in-depth, and we kind of go over the scope of That's of important. Long-term yeah. communication yeah. is important. Yeah. And look, I could be shooting way off. I don't know. I don't know the person. I'm just yeah. speculating here. But I'm just saying what's worked for me is yeah. making sure that that person has the type of personality that has those things that you say could be lacking, just motivating the team. Mm -hmm. You know, Here's another alternative, creating a standard operating procedure. Have you done that yet? Like a checklist kind of? Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, just started doing that the past month, yep. getting checklists, and that was another so, point I, I would definitely want to so get. Sometimes what we have to do is create the system to where – there's not much wavering, right? And that's what yeah. corporations do. Corporations can't just rely on finding these individuals that have made these great managing traits and all these things. It's like, no, we're going to go ahead and just give you a structure. And you just need to stay between the lines of that yeah. structure. So that's another option for you. That's That definitely intrigues me. That's what I really wanted to do. It's, it's really like the, like the ace... He's a great guy, and our communication is great. It's it's really, I think, what what was holding me back, especially on giving him the title, was training new painters and kind of managing people on the job site is what I found was, was the most challenging with him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's going to happen, you know. But like I said, if you create the right system, yeah. you know, to ensure that there's not room for error, you know, an end-of-job checklist where the customer signs off on it, how much could they possibly get away with if the yeah. customer doesn't sign off on it, yeah. right? You know, so he's going to have to rise to the occasion or, you know, if he has an issue with that, then you know how, you know, that should be addressed. So, you know, I think that, again, like you have a couple options. You can find someone new and maybe just put him in a, you know, in a you know, mechanic-type role or you can create a system to prevent the errors that you're seeing. Yeah. No, I definitely like the the system approach. I was, like, where would you even go about like starting that? I guess I, I just don't know exactly where to start with that. Do end I just write it down? Right there. I think it's just the end of the job that's most yeah. important. I think the first thing you should do, you know, we have a checklist. You know, I think the first thing you should do is just create an end of job interior exterior cabinet checklist mm -hmm. that you hand to this individual and say, hey, it is your responsibility to first go through this checklist yourself and then once the job is complete have the customer go through it and initial next to each line and then have them sign it. So it would say something along the lines of I've thoroughly walked through the project with my project manager which at this point you definitely need to give a title to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I mean if you're going to try this approach that person who's running the job deserves a title. Yeah. Now whether they stick with that title or Whatever, I would maybe just make it the crew lead title for now. Yeah. Um, you know, but the title's important because you never know who will rise to the occasion. You know, I am surprised in one of my best employees, Shamel. He was just a, a team member. You know, now he's like the, the leader of our company in terms of production. And once I gave him the title, like he just became this person that we now love. So yeah. 
You never know, man. I mean, I don't think I, I think in retrospect, hearing that he doesn't have an official title, you've never done an official sit down to explain this new role and explain the responsibilities and even ask his feedback on it and coach him up on what you're seeing. So unless you really do that, I don't think you can make the assumption that he's not fit for the role because uh, yes, you haven't really given him a, a title yet. Yeah. No, that's, that's important, that's man. It might sound frivolous, but you know, if you've been a painter for 15 years and you've worked for all these painting companies and no one's ever given you a title, that might be a big deal. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, so we hit marketing, we hit production. Anything else you want to tap on? Um, honestly, just when it comes to production, I find there's a lot of instances like, like I was saying, I listen to your podcast, the Facebook pages. I'm just, I find sometimes I'm second guessing myself if I'm taking the right, like you're saying, the right process to go about a job. Like we just started um, for interiors, like masking the borders around all the walls. Before we were just dragging drop sheets around and just kind of I just stumbled across it on a Facebook page seeing how other people are going about production oh. so I guess I'm just trying to find someone who I can see exactly how they're going about their production and I kind of just want to mimic what they're doing like you're saying with the the checklist like if I could see something like that and just speed the process up to kind of smooth Perfect. out our production and just make it all that just better email email Nick Slavic dude he he always gives out his stuff for free I mean he'll give you his SOP his checklist he's an open book he is a leader in production, man. How do you spell Here. that? Nick Slavic? Slavic. S-L-A-V-I-K. Slavic. So look him up on the group. Okay. Message him. You know, the guy's an open book. And he, yes. he, he leads the way. Follow all of his stuff. Um, but it's always about improving, man. Like, you should have seen our first paint job, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, I don't, I, I, I try to block it from my mind how bad we were, you know. I mm -hmm. mean, just didn't know anything dragging dirty tarps through the house yeah um you know not wearing booties on nice uh carpets um you know i mean dude I, we've made so many mistakes and it's just like you have a choice as a business owner it's like do i want to continue to make this mistake or do i want to refine this process mm -hmm. and what you did in that instance is the same mentality that you need to have with every aspect of your business that is marketing that mm -hmm. is sales that is production hiring firing you know you're gonna we do think about it all we do is the same thing over and over again we yeah. paint you know we get the lead we call the lead we do the estimate we go over we go through the process we send the quote we quote gets accepted we schedule it you know we tell our team we go do it and then that customer's gone through and then another one comes through and another one comes through and it's like the same mistakes are gonna happen <laughs> like mm -hmm. so it's just about like preventing those things through systems having standards in place and just refining each area. It is not going to happen tomorrow, dude. Mm. You know, like you just maybe you look like you had kind of a few epiphanies here. Just find one that feels like, you know, it's going to give you what you're looking for. You know, I think the marketing is going to be huge, but marketing and production need to be balanced. It's, it's a waste of time to spend all this money on marketing if you can't keep up with the production. Yeah. You know, um, so, you know, that's, that's what I got for you there. Yeah. Awesome. Was this helpful? Yeah, that was great. Cool, man. Well, I hope you uh, turn the corner. You know, I, I wish I could give you some better advice on long-term winter strategy aside from, you know, get seen, give deals, take mm -hmm. advantage of opportunity, phone rings, go, you know, yeah. don't, you know, um, get your name out there. But a marketing company is going to just speed that up. Okay. That's all. Yeah.
Another quick question for you, Tanner, if, sure. you, if you do got a sec. I know um, I, I've heard you say you don't like new construction. Is that more so when it's dealing with like a general contractor or a builder, or do you just not like the, the jobs themselves? Like even if it was like a residential? Just both. I don't need it. I mean, if I yeah. needed it, I'd do it, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just both. It's uh, yeah. having, a, having a boss. I don't do well with authority. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, it's just not... I, I don't want to be overseen uh, aside mm -hmm. from my my own customer, which I, yeah. I, I totally respect. But my 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 experiences with GCs have been not favorable in the short time that I did try it, simply because I had to wait to get paid. You know, I had to wait until they approved it, which they don't have the emotional um, muscle that my customers do. So if we yeah. needed to get paid, I could say, "Hey, listen, I got to you know, pay my guys. Yeah. You know, can you hold five hundred hours, and you know, we'll just come back yeah. Monday." Even if it's even if it's like a homeowner who has a new construction, would you take that on? Um, again, the you, the second part of your question was: Is, is it the process? You know, you have yeah. the other the new construction sites are cold. The quality of the products are usually mediocre. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and typically our pricing is way out of line in comparison to what someone else will do. Yeah. Um, because you know, and none like you know, what do you do in new construction? You grab a sprayer and you close your eyes. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for us, like, I, I don't want to do that. I want to yeah. roll it on thick. You know, yeah. we, we usually spend most of our time fixing new construction work. <laughs> like, that's what oh, yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah. So, again, if you need it, take it. You know, but for yeah. me, we're in a position yeah. where we don't need it. So, yeah. Right. Are you guys doing, I, I was looking at your website brief, briefly. Are you guys doing, like, crown molding installation and baseboards right now? We do. As well? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I have a carpenter. He's my father in law. Yeah. Probably the best carpenter. I got lucky. Yeah. He's just a great carpenter and a yeah. great guy. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, when we come across projects, it's a great add-on, great value add. New yeah. baseboards, new crown, so people love it. You do flooring, too? Yeah, LVP. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Nice add-on, you know. Yeah. But we can't take too much because it's just him and a helper. Yeah. But, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it works out. I, I you know, I, I love selling it, um, you know, and it keeps him busy, so. Yeah. Do you find there's quite a bit more of a learning curve? For that compared to painting, I would imagine. I mean, uh, dude. I mean, if you can master the cuts, it's easy. But you know, for I, I just focus on the sales. You know, the sale yeah. is building value. You know, it's all the same. Yeah. It's all the same, man. Yeah. Profit margin isn't as high, but you know, that's because the material varies, and you can't really sell the materials with it. So for me, I found that it. Little tricky because they compare like the competitors. Com they compare to the competitors' pricing, which is all square footage. So mm -hmm. like, oh, this guy's charging two dollars a square foot. Like, you know, people in the painting industry, dude. Like, everybody prices their jobs different, so it's like kind of confusing to the customer. <laughs> so they don't really have a way to compare. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Listen, Gerard, thank you so much, man, for your time. And uh, if I can be of assistance any further, let me know. I hope you come back. At some point, tell me how it went. Yeah, perfect. Appreciate you taking the time, Tanner. I'll definitely be uh, reaching out. I definitely want to get uh, your hiring process. I wouldn't mind getting the... Give the it to you, man. Board. I'll send yeah. you it for free. Yeah. You can have it. Awesome. Great. See you, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Okay. Contractors all over the world are wanting more. More time. More freedom. More impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards welcome to the contractor secrets podcast here we hit business strategy coaching mindset motivation the tools you need 
for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to that business breakthrough. So uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to transition this episode to a testimonial. That's right. So uh, one of our awesome Drip Job users was kind enough to do a short testimonial for us. I asked him some questions that I'm sure a lot of us have about what Drip Jobs is. Is it valuable? So if you would like to sit and listen to this, I'd appreciate it. You can sit, hang around, and hear what one of our very happy clients has to say about Drip Jobs for his business. All right. Um, hey, I'm here with uh, Michael Perry of Outside the Box um, Contracting in Florida. And I just want to start off by asking you a few questions about really about what your experience is with drip jobs. My first question is, how do you like the system overall? You know, first, I want to know what were you using before? And second, what has drip jobs done for you in your business? Well, before I was really using nothing because the business is very new. And uh, so right off the bat, I did need something that was going to be able to, uh, you know, manage my customers, handle the customers, be able to handle proposals and the invoicing part of it. So I came across uh, Drip Jobs on your um, on your podcast. I heard about it on podcast. And uh, so I looked into it. You and I did a uh, little demo. And right off the bat, I knew it was going to be something that I'd be able to utilize and uh, put to work. So um, almost immediately. Uh, from the very first time, um, it's been working since day one. And I especially love uh, the automations are great. Uh, the fact that it's working behind the scenes, even when I'm not paying attention to it, is the better part. Um, your integration with Angie Leads is is huge because those leads come in and immediately they're getting uh, contacted. It just it just shows that um, it makes it appear as if, even if I'm not paying attention, as if I'm paying attention to this customer and they have my full attention. So they get an email instantly from me saying, hey, thank you for contacting outside the box. And just this, that part alone is enough because uh, all the feedback I've had from all my customers so far is that they are, they love the communication. That's the best part. That's, that's what's attracted them the most to me is, is that I'm communicating with them, the constant emails, the follow-ups, um, and just how the proposals, the invoices are put together. The system is very easy to use. Um, and it's just been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, now you used Angie Leads before having Drip Jobs. So before you would, add, for a little bit, I think there was a time period where you did. So before, you know, that lead would come in, you'd have to hurry up and call them right away, right? Wasn't right. that kind of what you were doing? Right. So the lead would come yeah. in, the gun to, to stop what I'm doing, make sure I call them within a certain period of time, um, especially with their rules that they have as far as you yeah. know, credits and stuff like that. But um when the leads come through Angie and Drip Jobs is able to grab it and send them an email, yeah. right? It gives me, it buys me time to, you know, follow up, review right. their request, and then get back to them, you know, in a in a, in a timely fashion. But right. um, at the con, the point of contact, I'm usually the first one in, so which is which is huge. Um, but they appreciate that a lot. Love that man, love that. So a lot of our pushback that we get as a software, some people in your position, which you're starting out, not a massive company, they think that drip jobs is too big for them, right? They look at it and they say, well, I'm not doing a ton of work. Like, I don't really need this. 
you know, what would you say to those? Because I know in the beginning, you kind of thought the same thing. Maybe it was like one of those things. And I think you had canceled and then I rallied you back in. And now you're now you're now you're a fan. So what was that shift for you? And what would you say to anyone that that thinks thinks that? Yes. Initially, when I thought I was just starting out, I'm like, I can't, you know, I need to be able to, you know, to pay the monthly fee. I need to have a lot of work coming in. But uh, ultimately, once I did come back around and I looked at it and started putting it to work for me, I realized that I can't even exist without it because if I didn't, <laughs> I don't know what I'd be thinking if I didn't have it because just it just makes it so much so easy yeah. uh, to use uh, everything from the, the initial the initial point of contact through the scheduling, the estimates and the appointments and the communication that way and um, you know writing the proposals and sending them out invoicing all of it has made yeah. made the job very easy and then i got i got very busy so right. having that along the way has really helped uh helped the, uh, we we kind of pitch it as your your 24 7 office admin in your pocket yeah. right i mean it's kind of working yeah. for you while you're out and it's doing things that you wouldn't normally have to do yourself right that's the best yeah man so in terms of um in terms of customer service and support setup you know, we make it a point to try to be there for you if you need anything. Have you found that we, we've been successful at that as a company? Yeah, it's always, you've always gotten back almost immediately sometimes, even late at night, uh, which is <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I know you all have lives, but um, yeah, even late at night, if I'm in the middle of I have a problem on a proposal and you jump right back on there and, and help me out. Yeah. It's great. You know, what's interesting is me as a contractor, sometimes I know what that's like, you know, uh, just from my experience, other software, I'm in the middle of a proposal, I need to get this thing out, you know, so we just know how important it is, you know, and we're committed to that. Um, what do you think of some of the updates? I know that I sent out an email, you know, what do you think of some of the updates in terms of the new ways, the, the new way the proposal looks and how, how we've adjusted the way your customers perceive you through drip jobs, you know, the way that they see your proposals. What do you think about some of the updates? The update's been great. The, the most recent proposal update is fantastic. I looked at it uh, just uh, in the past couple of days because I've had a few go out. And uh, it looks it looks clean. It's professional. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it looks really good and, and it makes me look really good, um, you know, to the customer. So it's awesome. Now, your customers, um, in terms of them responding to the drips, now some people think that, you know, it's way too much communication sometimes. Do you feel as though the communication is just right? And if so, do you feel like your customers think of it as, as a good thing? Would you say that they're responding to some of the communication in a positive light? I'd say it depends on the customer. So um, I, I look at their um, activity I can, you know, with the email communication. So I yep. see I have, if I have cold leads that are sitting there that I haven't gotten yep. back, to, I'll take a look at their uh, interaction with the site. And if right. they've gotten three or four drips and they've had zero views on it, right. then that customer... I don't think that customer is going to come back, but if they, uh, if, if I see that they've viewed one of the emails, you know, and a couple of days have gone by, I'll let it sit there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to eliminate the lead. Um, but those, I, I have a feel for certain leads that are, that I know are not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. just in the conversations I've had, just what they were yep. looking for. Um, sometimes they go on Angie and they hit the button and not realizing that someone's actually going to call them back, yeah. you know, they're looking for pricing or whatever. Um, but I've been able to, I've been able to manage, um, are you there? Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I've been able to manage, um, the, uh, the leads through there, um, you know, more easily, um, by doing Love that. It. So Love it. it's great. 
Last question for you. One of our favorite features and probably like the fan favorite is the booking URL. And that allows for people to call you. You can just send them that link. Have you been utilizing that? And has it saved you from having to manually input information? Uh, I have not yet had to manually. The only time I've manually inputted information is on a lead that's come to me, like not through Angie, because Angie okay. is able to, you know, it's already in there. When Angie goes to Angie, yeah. it, it, it's already integrated. Um, so I've I only had a few times where I've had to enter it myself because uh, most of my leads are coming to there. Recently, though, I've started uh, boosting posts on Facebook and I'm getting a lot more traction through there. Love um, so those, um, those, uh, those leads I've had to go through and enter myself. I'd have to look. I'm not sure about the URL for the Try contact. It. So it's great when people call you, all you have to do is click the button at the, we actually put it at the bottom of the mobile Which app. It on. What's that? Which screen is it on that to see it? It's on the, it's on the mobile app. It's actually oh, it, on the mobile app at the bottom. It says new request. It's kind of subtle. We just slipped it in there. And if you click that, all you got to do is punch in the phone number. So again, if someone calls you and you know, you're driving and these, maybe this is somebody that just found your name on Google or a referral from a customer. All right. you got to do is click that button, punch in their phone number, and it sends them a link to fill out your booking form. So oh, it I saves you the time. Yeah. Try that out. It's a really okay. awesome feature. Okay. Awesome. Dude, well, thank you, Michael, man, for your time today. Uh, we're, we're extremely grateful for you uh, taking time out of your day to just give us some, some great feedback and gloat about us. Um, you yeah. know, again, we're going to keep striving, man. So thanks so much. Oh, Church has been great. Awesome.